in 2 Chronicles chapter number 15. And will you look with me please as I begin at verse 1. And the Spirit of God came upon Isaiah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa. Asa is the king of Judah. And said unto him, hear me Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season, Israel had been without the true God and without the teaching priest and without the law. Asa instituted revival. They had existed, but without the blessings of God, under the judgment of God. And King Asa came to the throne and he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, began to take down all the groves of the idols and everything else. And here he's encouraged by the prophet to continue what he's doing. And he said, as long as you'll do what God wants you to do, God will be with you and God will bless you and God will help you. And he said, there's been a long time now that God has not been active and working in Israel. But notice verse four. But when they in their trouble, did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. I want to preach to you this morning on where do you turn in times of trouble? Will you bow with me for prayer? Heavenly Father, I pray now the Holy Spirit of God will minister to my heart and to the heart of all these here gathered in this building. God, I pray for that anointing that will make the difference. I pray, God, that you'd speak. Our Father, I realize it has nothing to do with my eloquence or anything of that nature. But God, it's all the work of the Holy Spirit of God. I pray, God, that you'd bless. Thank you for the great singing of the choir and the congregation. Lord, thank you for the, the solos this morning by Chuck and by Lauren. And I thank you, God, for the great messages of those songs. And God, I pray now the Holy Ghost of God would empower your word. And God, help me, your spokesman. God, give me your power. And I pray, God, that not a man or a woman or a boy or girl will leave this building this morning lost without Christ. I pray, God, they'll hear clearly the gospel. And I pray, God, they'll be confronted and have an opportunity to be saved. And I pray, God, for America. And I pray for this church. And God, thank you for what you are doing. But God, we know that, God, you can do things that we can't even imagine. And God, I pray, God, that every heart of every believer, every person who's a member of this church and those who are faithful friends of this church, that God, the Holy Spirit, God, would move in all of our hearts that we might have personal revival and that we might be used of God to, Lord, reach souls for your glory and we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Here he has recounted a little bit of the history of Israel. And, and, and he saw, God told them in the very beginning, back in chapter 7, when Solomon built the temple. And Solomon had asked the Lord, he said, now Lord, he said, when our people disobey you and they rebel against you and you send judgment, when you cut off the rain and when you do all those things, Lord, I pray that in this place, the temple that Solomon had been allowed to build, he said, I, I pray, Lord, that when prayer's made in this place, that God, you'll hear and forgive our sins and that God, you'll send the rain and bless the nation of Israel. 
And in that context is where he gives that great passage that we use quite often about revival. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, where it says, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sins. I'll heal their land. God's response, God's answer was in response to the prayer of Solomon. And so the prophet Asa now, or, or the prophet here is coming and he's saying to King Asa, now there's been a long time. He said that the Israel hadn't lived for God. And he said, there's been no, no priests, no prophets. There's been, they turned from the word of God. He said, but even in that context, in that time when they were alienated from God in their trouble, when they came to the Lord, he responded, boy, I tell you, I thank God for his grace. I thank God for amazing grace and his marvelous grace that no, though I have failed him many a time, I've never come to him that he didn't come to my rescue. He's a great God. I want to just share with you a few things this morning that God spoke to my heart, just very simple, but I hope it will speak to your heart. He said in this passage of scripture, verse four, but when they in their trouble did turn to the Lord and sought him, he was found. I want to say to you in the first place this morning, he's never been sought by a hurting heart that he was not found. He said, if you'll ask, if you'll seek, if you'll knock. He said, the doors will be open. He said, if you'll seek, you can find. And he said, you can find me when you seek for me with your whole heart. He, if there's a person in this building, a person the side of my voice that wants to have a relationship with the Holy God, he can be found if you'll seek him with all of your heart. He's never been sought that he was not found. I'm glad, my dear friend, he's not hard to find. I'm glad that he's always available. I, I thought about Peter when Peter was in the ship. And the sea was tossed and Jesus came walking on the water and they looked at and they said, that's the Lord. And Peter cried out and he said, Lord, if it's you bid me come and I'll walk on the water. And you know what? The Lord said, come one word, come. And Peter stepped out of that boat and he went walking on the water. And know what the Bible said? The Bible said that when he saw the sea boisterous, and the waves, he, he, he began to sink. And beginning to sink, he cried and said, Lord, save me. And the Lord reached out his hand and lifted him up. I want you to know, my dear friend, that he's every person who's ever sought him, found him. And if you want to know God, if you want to fellowship with him, if you need him today, he can be found. He's available and he's right there by you. He's just a, I, I preached a message out at the youth camp on where was, where was God when Peter was sinking? And it's a very simple thought. But it blessed my heart. You know where he was? He was just a prayer away. That's where he's at. If you want to seek him, how do you seek him? Well, you can seek him in the word of God. He said, Paul said that I might know him, the fellowship of suffering. And Jesus said, search the scriptures for them. You think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. If you want to find him, you ought to seek him in the word of God. And if you'll seek him in the word of God and the Holy minister, the Holy Spirit of God, he'll make him real to you. You can know him in a very real way. He's never been sought that it was not found. Can I say something to you? There's never been a confession. There's never been anybody to come to him with honest confession that he did not cleanse. If you come to him honestly, first John chapter one, verse nine, it says this, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I want you to know there's never been anybody went to him honestly and confessed their sin that he did not cleanse. If he said, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. Think about that. 
that you, what you've got to do is come before him. And confession means to say the same thing about it. Don't make excuses for it. Don't try to uh, make it seem smaller than it really is. Come and be honest with God and honestly confess your sin. There's never been anybody to, who came to him confessing their sin that he did not cleanse. And if you'll come honestly, he'll cleanse you from every sin. Thank God for that. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And this morning you may have something in your life that ought not to be there as a believer. And on yesterday when I was talking to the men, I talked about in revival that one of the great characteristics of true revival is confession and cleansing. And if you'll confess your sin, you say, Brother Billy, he won't forgive me. Well, he, he, the invitation's open. Whosoever will may come. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll save to the uttermost all that call upon me. If you'll come to him, I promise you this morning, regardless of who you are and what you've done. He said, if you, if you come to me and confess your sin, he said, I'll forgive you and cleanse you. Never has a person come to him and confess their sin that it did not cleanse. I'll say something else to you this morning. I, not only that has he never been, anybody's ever sought him has always found him. Anybody who's come and confess sin has always been clean. But I'll say this to you. There's never been a person, never been a person who came to him that he cast out. Never. He said, none has ever come to him. None that he did not receive. He said, he that cometh to me, John chapter six, verse 37, he that cometh to me, I'll in no wise cast out. If you come with a with desiring fellowship, you say, well, brother Billy, nobody don't love me. No, nobody cares about me. I'm, I'm no good. I, I've got things in my heart and life. I want you to know one thing. He said, if you're thirsty, come. If you have a need, come. And he said, he that cometh to me, I'll in no wise cast out. Matter of fact, he said in the book of Hebrews, he's able to save to the uttermost all that come to him. He's able to save all. There's never been a person that came honestly to him that he did not receive. He received them graciously. I mean, listen, if you come to him this morning, his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. You say, well, Brother Billy, I've got so many things in my heart and life. I, I'm so ashamed. You know what? He already knows everything you've ever done. And on Calvary's cross, Jesus Christ bore all your sin in his own body on the tree. And he's already paid that sin debt. And more than that, he invites you to come. He wants you to come. He's not willing that any should perish. And so when you come to him, he receives you graciously. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't beat you down and talk about how sorry you are. You already, he's already done that through the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God and made you know you were a sinner. And you don't have to talk him into accepting you. He wants you to come. He, nobody has ever come to him that he did not receive. If you come to him, come unto me, he said, all you labor. And he said, he that cometh to me, I'll in no wise cast out. He's never been sought that he was not found. Nobody's ever come confess sin that he could not cleanse. Nobody has ever sought come to him that he did not receive. But I'll, cast, I'll say this to you. There's never been a burden cast on him that he could not carry. Never been a burden cast on him that he could not carry. He said in 1 Peter chapter 5, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. And what a blessing to know that. While you have your Bible open to the Old Testament, turn over to Psalms number 55, will you please? In Psalms 55, I want to call your attention to verse number 22. 
Psalms 55 and look at verse number 22 and listen to this wonderful, wonderful verse. He says this, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast your cares on him. There's never been a care cast on him that he could not carry. You say, Brother Billy, I've gone as far as I can with this weight of sin, with this burden, with this care. I don't think I can take another step. I'll tell you what you do. Cast it on him. If you'll cast it on him, there's never been a, a burden cast on him that he could not carry. I want you to know he'll, he, he'll take anything you've got and deliver you from it and, and save you from it. And he'll cast, if you'll cast any care on him, I'll tell you where to go in time of trouble. Go to one who can bear all your trouble. David said in Psalms, he said, he said, this poor man cried and the Lord delivered him out of all of his troubles. I pointed out to you before that a lot of times we have troubles that come from outside and they would be qualified with a personal pronoun, my troubles. But I know David's life and you know, David's life, you know, David created a lot of his own trouble. And boy, that blessed me one day when I saw that. David wasn't talking about all the problems that he was having from his son Absalom or from other kings or from the, the Philistines. He was not only talking about that, but he's talking about his own problems he created for his own self. And sometimes the devil will trick you by saying, well, sure, God forgive you for things the devil did to you and other folks did to you and the traps you fell into. But the things that where you created your own trouble, he doesn't love you for that, doesn't care for that, and he won't deliver you from that. The devil's a liar. You know what? Our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who could know it? And I want you to know, my dear friend, he'll deliver you from every trouble. There's never been a care cast on him. There's never been a burden cast on him he could not carry. He's never been sought that he was not found. Nobody's ever come confessing their sin that he did not cleanse. Nobody, my friend, has ever come to him that he would not receive. And there's never been a care cast on him that he could not carry but more than that, I say this to you a little bit further. There's never been a need that he could not supply. Thank God for that. I don't know what your need is today. It may be physical. It may be emotional. It may be spiritual. But my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The avenue of all of God's blessing is the person of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is God's way of getting blessings to you. He came to Seeking to save that which was lost. You get salvation through him. He said, if you ask anything in the Father's, uh, my name, ask the Father anything in my name, he'll give it. Whatever you need, it all comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also freely by him give us all things? I want you to know, my dear friend, there's never anybody who had a need that he could not meet. If you've got a need today, Jesus will want to meet that need. He comes, to, if you'll come to him. In this passage of scripture, it says, and when they in their trouble turned to him, he was found of them. God came and delivered when they turned to him. Oh, listen, he's always available. There's never been a need that he could not supply. There's never been a person who sought him earnestly that he was not found. There's never been anybody who confessed their sin that he did not cleanse. There's never been anybody that came to him that he did not receive. There's never been, my dear friend, a person who cast a care on him that he could not carry. 
There's never been a need that he could not meet. Praise God. He's a wonderful Savior. But can I tell you something else? Yesterday, at Brother Randy's daddy's funeral, I spoke again from, John, uh, from the book of James. And that passage where James said, what is your life? It's even a vapor to appear for a little while and vanish away. Life is brief. I don't care who you are. Some time ago, I was in one of the Rosengrams or somewhere. And as they were doing the, the pictorial uh, life of the individual, I saw this person who was well up in age. I saw them as a little baby. I saw them as a child. I saw them as a teenager. I saw them as a young adult. I saw their wedding day. I saw their first child born. I saw them in their career, life and work. I saw them in the later years. And then I was going in to where their body lay. In a matter of about six minutes or so, a whole life was pictured just that fast. And this morning, you know, those of us who are in here and we're over 60 and some 70 and some maybe 80 or maybe I don't think we have. Maybe Miss Ennis is here this morning in the 90s. But they'd all tell you and we'd all tell you that it was just yesterday. Just yesterday when we were children. Life is brief. But can I say this to you? There's never been one, never been a saint who crossed the river alone. David said, Yea, thou walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil, for thou art with me. I tell you right now, when it comes down to the end of your way, that one who's met every need, that one who's carried every burden, that one who's cleansed every sin, that one who's been found every time you sought him, he'll be the one to carry you safely across the river. Thank God for that. That's all you need in life, isn't it? I mean, that's all you need to know is to know that you're saved and that heaven's your home. But if you don't know that, what a tragic thing today. He can be found. He said they sought him in their time of trouble and they found him and he delivered them. I, I go back often to that picture in my own mind of Jesus standing on a mountain overlooking the city of Jerusalem. The second time in the Bible, it's recorded that he wept. And the Bible said he wept. And he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that stonest the prophets, how oft would I gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not come to me that you might have life. Oh, listen, he can be found if you seek him. He can cleanse you if you confess. He'll lift every burden if you cast it on him. He'll meet every need if you, you come to him. My dear friend, he'll carry you safely over the river. But you must know him as personal Savior. Will you bow your heads in prayer with every head bowed, every eye closed this morning? As I prayed and thought about this morning's service, on last Sunday, as I came to the pulpit on homecoming, I preached that wonderful passage in John chapter 3, verse 16. The greatest sermon our Savior ever preached. And as I prayed about this week, and sought the Lord this week, this simple truth, this simple verse, 
came into my heart as I was doing some studying. And it blessed me. The simplicity of it. And yet the greatness of this passage of scripture. When they in their time of trouble sought him. They found him. And he came to help. And I said, Lord, that's my testimony. God, I've failed you so many times and I've had so many burdens and care. But I can honestly say that in my time of trouble, when I sought the Lord, I found him. He's not hard to find. He's right there with you. I want to say to you this morning that God's got what you need this morning. We've got extra construction here, but the aisles are open to come to the front. And I wonder this morning, if there's a man or a woman or a boy or girl here, that God spoke to your heart this morning. Nobody's ever sought him that didn't find him. Nobody's ever confessed their sin that he did not cleanse. Nobody's ever come to him honestly that he did not receive. Nobody's ever had a need that he could not meet. Nobody's ever cast a burden on him that he could not carry. And there's never been a saint to leave this world that he did not carry them safely to the other side. 